Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Guys, I'm not winless. I have one win. All right. I'm in in 12th place. I know it's the Pit League. I know. It's great. Yeah, what a great fantasy season. Tyler Lockett getting all his touchdowns stolen by Jerron Brown. Jimmy G not doing anything. Dalvin Cook not doing anything this week. You got time, Listen, I just want to throw this out there, Fasano. I just want to throw it out there. Sure. I may have a running back for you if you're interested. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm a Cleveland running back. May come in, uh, I may have him available for you, brother, if you want to mix it up here a little bit. I don't know if I need a running back, though. I mean, got Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, they're, they're going to be playing well. It's just uh, all these big names. Zach Ertz hasn't done anything for me all season. Tyler Lockett yeah. hasn't done anything for yeah. me all season. Live. Yeah, I know. I got seven other teams that are doing well. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, we, we live and let live, right, guys? Um, but let's get into it. Uh, we got some October baseball still going on. What a great uh, championship series we got on both sides. Uh, last night, the Nationals took down the Cardinals with ease 8-1. to Steven Strasburg absolutely dominated the mound. He went seven innings, allowing zero earned runs, getting 12 strikeouts, and not walking anybody. Uh, Howie Kendrick, the all-star for the Nationals, guys, uh, three for four with three doubles and three RBIs. He uh, keeps, keeps this up. He's uh, going to make his way to an MVP. Uh, Washington currently three games to zero on the series. Game four will be played tonight at 8.05 on TBS. St. Louis is plus 143 on the money line. The over-under is eight. The Cardinals trying to avoid the sweep here. Dakota Hudson taking on Patrick Corbin. We will see what happens in the NLCS. With the ALCS, we got game three tonight. The series is tied at one. The Astros heading to the Bronx. Uh, That game starts at 4.08 p.m. on FS1. The Yankees are plus 138 on the money line. The over-under is 7.5, and and it's Luis Severino versus Garrett Cole. Uh, This is going to be a tough matchup for the hometown Yankees, as again, as I mentioned before, plus 138. Garrett Cole, by the way, the first-round pick of the New York Yankees in 2008. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The irony in this, he might might set him back here in the championship series. Yeah, right? You wish wish you still had him. Uh, in yeah, we may throw $300 million at him in a few months, so yeah, it's okay. We'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Uh, but I digress. Uh, moving to Thursday Night Football, guys, the Packers taking on the Lions. They took them down 23-22. to Every time these two teams match up, I feel like the Lions play great, and they just blow it. They just blow it. They can't stop Aaron Rodgers. Mason Crosby with the game-winning 23-yard field goal as time expires. He gets the win there. Aaron Rodgers, 283 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, and Aaron Jones, who had a monster game last week, and I needed another one for him this week. It wasn't him. It was Jamal Williams getting all the carries, 14 carries for 104 yards. Hey, Fasano, real quick. Before that, he got stretchered off against Philadelphia. There was a changing of, like, the snaps that they were getting. Jamal Williams was getting more and more snaps, and they were becoming more and more of a timeshare. LaFleur even said he wanted to even out the snaps. Mm -hmm. He likes Jamal Williams, okay? So this could be sustainable that this is more of a more even timeshare. So I think that is of note. This may not be just a one-off kind of thing. Interesting. I mean, we've all seen Jamal Williams over the years play great. 
So it makes no, it, it, there's no doubt that they, they wouldn't want to go with this, you know, one-two punch. Aaron Jones is going to, they're going to use, probably save him for, you know, down the line if they make the playoffs. I mean, they're five and one now. So, you know, I, I like the two uh, running back uh, one-two punch, so to speak, keep them uh, healthy as the weeks go on. Uh, but I like, I like the stat there, Dane. But you know what? I don't like these stats for the Lions. Matthew Stafford, 18 of 32, 265 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. on Johnson doing his best to help. 13 carries for 34 yards and a score. Uh, and Kenny Galladay, five catches for 121 yards. It would be yards. so nice. It would be nice if uh, the Lions actually uh, start winning some games. I like the Lions. I don't know why I'm just so pulling hard for them, but I like the Lions. I've always liked Matthew Stafford. Uh, sticking with the NFL here, guys. Philadelphia Eagles released linebacker Zach Brown three days after making some unflattering comments about Kirk Cousins, the Vikings quarterback. Uh, here's the quote. Uh, this was uh, on Friday in advance of the Vikings-Eagles game where the Vikings uh, dominated him. Uh, he said, I think everyone is doing what is going to want that guy to throw the ball. For me, that's probably the weakest part of their offense. That's him. Everything else is good. They've got a good running game, probably one of the best in the league. Uh, you want Kirk Cousins to get it in his hands, and he did, and he scored four touchdowns on the Philly defense. So now that Zach Brown is released, multiple teams are expected to be interested in the linebacker. Uh, guys, you want uh, NBA China or you want the XFL? Give me both. Both? All right. LeBron James is not done talking about China here, guys. He believes Houston's general manager wasn't educated before he sent the tweet in support of anti-government protesters in Hong Kong. He said, quote, I don't want to get into a verbal feud with Daryl Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on the situation at hand. Uh, James said before the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers played a game in the Staples Center, and so many people could believe have been harmed not only financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So just be careful what we tweet and what we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have the freedom of speech. There can be a lot of negatives that comes with it, too. So I guess... uh. LeBron James adding fuel to the fire. They're not done talking about China yet here in the NBA, guys. I'm hurt spiritually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and real I'm quick, the XFL draft starts today, guys. For two days, we got five phases. Skill players, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, secondary, and anything else. Kickers. Colin punters. Kaepernick, Johnny Football, Antonio Brown. Andrew Jones, Zach Mettenberger, Trent Richardson. Oh, oh. That's a little different. Yeah, I know. It's a little different. All right. I digress. I'm Alex Fasano. I'm going to send it back to the guys on Make It Rain. <laughs> You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, people, here we go. Final hour, make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez, as we'll dive into these uh, two baseball games here today. Look for the best angles, check out some of the pricing. And then, of course, we'll take a look ahead to the Thursday night football game, which is all of a sudden now a pretty damn important divisional matchup between two teams going in opposite directions. And who'd have thunk that we'd be talking about the ascending Denver Broncos uh, going up against the reeling Kansas City Chiefs, which is exactly what we've got happening in this game on Thursday night. So we'll dive into that, uh, the opening numbers here, because definitely some interesting statistics to take a look at. And there was a couple of other stories, too, I thought were interesting, Dane, um, regarding some of these uh, teams that also might be heading in the wrong way. Uh, For instance, and we'll dive into this coming up, but I'm not sure if you read the comments by Jarvis Landry, uh, who is now hinting that 
yeah, uh, chemistry might be an issue in that locker room with this team, that there might be some problems playing as a team and uh, as opposed to, you know, individuals. He said yesterday, quote, we have to find ways to play together. And it seems at that point, maybe just maybe all is not well inside the locker room of what is supposed to be Super Bowl contenders here. Dave, what could possibly be going wrong in that locker room? Shocker. And uh, like, <laughs> shocker. I mean, I don't know, Joe. Like, sometimes I, you know, our president sometimes says we're going to get tired of winning. Joe, right. I'm going to be tired of being like, we told you so, Joe. We've said this for months. Okay, Joe. And honestly, if you're a team in the NFL who needs a wide receiver, Jarvis Landry is going to get fired, it sounds like to me, right? Because yep. didn't Freddie Kitchen say that him and John Dorsey are going to fire anybody that starts talking? And now Jarvis Landry has started to talk. So uh, you're going to drop the hammer on Jarvis, Cleveland? Yep. It's. Um, I don't think you are. Not going well, guys, in Cleveland. Not going well at all. We'll talk more about that coming up here. Hour two, make it rain next. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. We got ourselves a couple of baseball games uh, coming your way today. In fact, game three, American League Championship Series, Yankees, Astros, four o'clock. So now would be the time if you are just waking up and joining us. Now would be the time for you to plan what your excuse is that you have to leave work early today and uh, or how to sneak in some sort of uh, ability to watch the game, steal corporate time today. Four oh five will be the first pitch there. Because the game that's on at 8 o'clock tonight, it's kind of already over. It is really not a whole lot that you want to watch unless you love celebrations, which you are going to get. But uh, before we dive into these games here, some of these uh, NFL headlines from around the league, including we had told you Jarvis Landry already hinting that maybe things aren't as rosy as first expected. And, you know, Dane and I have been talking about this forever, that what happens it's so great when people blow smoke up your ass in the beginning. It's very easy to buy into your own hype, which is, you know, a team a couple of years ago, Dane, that didn't win any games. Right. You know, all of a sudden they get this Baker Mayfield, number one draft pick. And, oh, yeah, he's going to like now they get a, a disgruntled wide receiver. And now all of a sudden they're going to go to the Super Bowl. It was zero to 100 in a 30 mile an hour school zone like I've never seen. And now, all of a sudden, when things haven't worked out their way, believe it or not, Dane, there are still apologists for the Cleveland Browns who continue to fight and scream and say, hey, hey, it's just, you know, we got New England next. But after that, we're going to be really good. 
What in the world makes anybody think that a team who might start, what are they, two and four now, two and five, they're going to be? Yeah. What makes you think a team all of a sudden that this team, although talented, very young, very inexperienced, who already may be starting to point fingers with one of the biggest head cases in the NFL, Odell Beckham Jr. What would have to happen in order for this group to come together, Dane, and actually make a run for this after the New England uh, Patriots game? Things go different ways, Joe. I don't know how this team is going to react. Remember how Jalen Ramsey was you know, demanding the trade and all that stuff, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars defense kind of rallied and put together a great effort you know like this could go left real quickly you know the not harmonious in the locker room that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. it could go to the other way like us against the world kind of thing and let's bring it together players only meeting I guess that's potentially true I just don't believe in the kind of the leaders, the leadership, right. quite frankly, there you go. in that yep. room to be able to make it go that way. You know, they're at a fork in the road, and I don't trust the leadership to make it go the right way. Uh, yep. You know, in essence, and yes, they've got their bye. Then they have uh, New England at New England. That ain't easy. I will say this, though, Joe. The schedule does open up for them a little bit in the back half. You know, they get Miami, they get Arizona, they get the Bengals twice. So, you know, sometimes the schedule can smile upon them. But at this point, maybe those teams are thinking that they got a chance against Cleveland. Like, that could be their win, you know. Mm -hmm. But they do have games against teams that have, you know, yet to win a football game so far this season. Yeah, it's uh, – You know, they're not alone. There's a lot of other teams with a lot of expectations, Dane, thus yeah. far. Now that, uh, you know, week six has come to a close, as we take a look at some of these teams, there is some concern. Uh, there should be some concern for some of these teams. And, I, and I'll start with the Kansas City Chiefs, who are coming up here on Thursday night, a short week on, uh, against the Denver Broncos division matchup here. And, you know, you look at, we talked about the health of, of, Patrick Mahomes, where there's just he's a different player once that that ankle ends up getting rolled up on or takes a hit during the game. It swells up and he becomes less mobile and all of a sudden becomes a totally different quarterback. I think the other issue, too, is that the defense ranks 28th and 30th against the pass and the rush. They can't get off the damn field. And what happens when you can't get off the field is that your offense remains on the sideline. And you're talking about a potent offense, right, Dane? You're talking about an offense that is, they can put up points with the best in them. But that also requires them to be able to get into the rhythm of a game. The time of possession in that Houston game this week, guys, was ridiculous. Houston ran up on them, kept control of the ball. It was almost, I think, 39 to 22 minutes. And even Andy Reid spoke about it, saying our time of possession is all out of whack. Well, In order for you to be able to run like a well-oiled machine, Dane, you've got to be in rhythm. You can't be on the rhythm if you're only on the field 22 minutes as an offense with a quarterback who, yeah, seems to be taking hits he probably shouldn't be taking, and that ankle remains a problem. Now they're going up against a defense that has found their rhythm and their groove. I think Kansas City's in trouble here. I really do. Style makes fight, right, Joe? We say Mm -hmm. it all the time, you know. And listen, there's two points at play, and I agree with you on both of them. One, Patty Mahomes is compromised right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Is Patrick Mahomes still, even on a bum ankle, a good quarterback? 
Sure. Yes. Is he a generational talent that's putting up video game numbers, pulling ridiculous plays out of his ass? No. And that's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And and so if teams start to realize that they don't have to guard against the ridiculous anymore, it might be a little bit different. The other thing you say, which I think, to be quite honest, is the bigger issue because I'll be I'll I'll take whatever Patty Mahomes gives me and be happy with it, is the run defense specifically. If teams realize that they can in fact get chunks against this team and keep that offense now with Tyreek Hill back on the sidelines, that will be the blueprint, Joe. You talk about Houston. What did the Indianapolis Colts do the previous week? The mm-hmm. same exact thing. You can like interchange literally Marlon Max stats with Carlos Hyde stats in the last two weeks. And don't get me wrong, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but that's how Denver wants to play. They want to yep. be a run the ball, bring your defense, let Joe Flacco manage the game kind of thing. And now Pat Mahomes has fewer days to rest up on that ankle. Uh, they're on the road. This could be an issue. I know it sounds crazy, Joe, but the Chiefs' buy is not until week 12. Right. Do you have Patty Mahomes just take one off? I'm telling you, and we talked so, about that. if so, wouldn't it be this one on the short week? Yep. Uh, it's I do I know think it's crazy he's, but he's a hit away from having no choice I think I really do I, I think he is on a rolled up ankle away once yep. again from going he can't even walk out on the field um, and that and might be the biggest target on the NF in the NFL right yep. isn't that the yep. biggest target on any player in the NFL right now is on yep. Patrick Mahomes ankle yes. because he's the he is the most valuable player in the league and everybody yep. knows that he's compromised right now and and they've got a couple other things going on too guys they can't run the ball I mean, dare I say, um, they had a pretty good running back last year, and now he is on the suspended list, and he's with the Cleveland Browns. But he was a big part of what they were able to do last year. The ability to be able to run the ball effectively. They're 25th in, in offensive running the ball, guys. They're 25th in the league. They are terrible at running. And when you are in the 20s in the NFL, when it comes to rushing the ball, when you have offenses based upon being set up by the run and play action like a la Jared Goff, when you can't run the ball, guess what happens? It becomes hey. harder and harder for you to be able to put up 40 points a game, 50 points a game. And next thing you know, all of a sudden your quarterback's going, well, I got to throw the ball 50 times in a game. like, And that seems to be the same problem with the Rams and with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Offensive lines both suffered in the offseason because you had to pay everybody else. And then now look at you. You can't run the ball. Todd Gurley can't run. And you don't have a really number one running back in Kansas City anymore. And it's affecting everything else they do on offense. Yeah, Joe. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. We went back and forth a little bit on this. I thought and said that Todd Gurley was such a linchpin, and with him compromised, where everyone knows that he's arthritic knees, defenses are able to play the Rams differently. Put the ball in Jared Goff's hands, and he ain't able to do it. I worry about, you say, the run game in Kansas City, but also, if you take away the magic of Pat Mahomes, you can play defense against them differently. And that's mm-hmm. the point. Uh, another headline, Joe, on the other side. Can we talk about Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers? Yes, yes, we'll do that, too. Coming up here, make it rain on the grid, sportsgrid.com.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. So uh, more NFL headlines uh, coming out of uh, week six here. Of course, the Rams got a little banged up again yet on the defense. Aqib Tlaib now on IR, got a rib injury in which he suffered against the 49ers. Uh, Pretty much everybody got run over by the 49ers in that game on the Rams. So uh, it looks like uh, he will be available to come back. Uh, by, I do believe, uh, I think week 12 or 13. So he'll have an opportunity to return in week 13. Uh, Same thing happened to him last year, I believe, where he also, yeah, eight weeks, right? It also happened last year where I think he had surgery and then he was able to come back for the uh, Super Bowl run. So um, yeah, Aqib Tlaib, and I can't believe he's been in the league like 12 years already. That just blows my mind that he's been around that long. Uh, but yeah, so guy. Injuries. you remember him at Kansas? Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, damn, dude. Um, <laughs> but that's a little again problematic for a uh, for a sure. Rams team that's kind of trying to mix and match right now on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, you got to do with the Carolina Panthers. And what do you do now? Because while you'll be enjoying Carolina Panther fans, I'm sure you're going to enjoy your bye week. You got a four-week winning. Uh, you got a four-game uh, winning streak, right? Thing. It's all good until, of course, when you come back from the bye week. Because when I say things are going to get interesting, when I say interesting, I mean controversial. Yeah. Because it's about to come. A bomb is about to be dropped in the Carolina Panther Nation here. Uh, yeah, Cam Newton. Uh, unless, of course, you think Cam Newton will have no problem taking a backseat to Kyle Allen and, and help the kid sure. and the team, right? I mean, of course, he, yeah, he will be back to practice next week after the bye week. And then that's when the fun starts for us, Dane, because what do you what do? You, do? you got a kid that's completed 66% of his passes, 901 yards, seven touchdowns, no picks, 106.6 QBR rating. What do you do? Do you bench him or do you go with Cam Newton? Yeah, I think it's very interesting, right? So Cam will be back practicing after the Mm -hmm. bye. They've said that he is cleared, but... Kyle Allen has yet to turn into a pumpkin. So, you know, and I brought this up for a couple reasons. One, Joe, on my fantasy freestyle last night, this was my poll. Who should start for the Carolina Panthers? What do you think the poll was, Joe? Oh, you better be going with Kyle Allen. Two-thirds Kyle Allen, Joe. 66%. And here's the thing, like, okay, if you want to do that, and, 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 you know, we've talked about Cam and the beating he's taken, and he's the same age as guys like Luck and Gronk and all that, right? Now, I'm going to say something that sounds crazy on its face, Joe. Remember how the NBA is coming to the NFL? We've talked about that and the way of doing business. Mm-hmm. Right after Cam Newton gets healthy, we're right up against the NFL trading deadline, Joe. Ooh. You say, do you mm. bench Cam Newton? Well, what about door number three, Joe? What about, what about dealing 
someone like Cam Newton. Now, stars like this never get traded in season in the NFL. I acknowledge that. But there's a lot of quarterback-hungry teams. Mm. They may be ready to turn the page. And to your point, Cam ain't going to be a good soldier sitting behind Kyle Allen for eight weeks. That is not <laughs> – that's, that's not going to happen. Yep. So maybe you got to get him out of the building. Maybe. I don't know that I th- – it's not like I think that's what's going to happen. But I pose it as plausible. I don't know how you can justify, not only to the fans, but I don't know how you can justify to the guys in the locker room, a dude that has come in, put up those kinds of numbers where you are humming along and you're having all sorts of success and then justify benching him to bring back a guy who, let's face it, hasn't been the guy in a few years now. Those guys in the locker room know it. I will also say this. It appears that Kyle Allen is a perfect, and I mean perfect fit, guys, for a Norv Turner run, short, crisp passing offense, running backs, uh, quick hitches, uh, tight end. Like, he is, this kid Kyle Allen is made for what Norv Turner wants to do with the ball in his offense. Cam Newton is not. Cam Newton is not an accurate quarterback. Cam Newton is a much more fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants, heave-it-up-run. He is not what Norv Turner wants to be able to run on the offense. So right now, I think it's very simple. The numbers don't lie. This kid, Kyle Allen, no turnovers, seven touchdowns. This offense has never looked as good. I don't know how you mess with that. Forget about the fans. How do you sell that to the locker room exactly? Right. And then when you had, remember when we were just talking about the Browns and the leadership and Baker and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you and I have both discussed Cam Newton in a similar way, right? Mm -hmm. So do we, like, this will become an uh, an S show if, in fact, Rivera is forced. And remember, there are people that think Rivera's job is on the line here, Mm -hmm. okay? So, like, it's a very interesting decision. Did he just get Wally pipped, Joe? I think... I don't know how you bring him back. Now, granted, guys, understand something. This is going to go the other way for Kyle Allen, guys. All right. He is not going to, he is not going to uh, all of a sudden not throw pick. Like there are going to be a couple of games coming up here where if they stay with him, he is going to have his struggles. It's just part of the game. And that to me is going to be the, the real test as far as what they are going to do, because you're talking about turning the page on cam anyway. Yeah, but again, I don't know. It, the, the heat's really going to get ratcheted up when Kyle Allen starts to struggle and Cam Newton's on that sideline. That's when the problems are really going to come up. Right now, you can't argue. Not even Cam. Nobody can argue with benching Kyle Allen for Cam Newton. And if Cam's, hey, listen, Cam's going to sit on the sidelines, but you and I both know, Dane, there's going to be a couple of games in the very near future. This kid yeah. is going to struggle, and then it becomes – well, how do you allow him to continue to grow right. and struggle with Cam Newton on the sideline? That's going right. to be the big question. And Joe, I don't know if you've seen the schedule, but yeah. but it don't you get know easier. What Carolina has after the bye? Yep. What I think is like you talk about if he struggles, then this becomes even worse. Joe, their game right after the bye is quite frankly the worst possible thing it could be in the NFL. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. At San Francisco, Joe. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. It, that to me right is going to be the big test. practicing all week, right? Yep. So yep. week eight, bye. 
week nine, right when Cam is going to be ready and practicing at San Francisco. And that's also, Joe, uh, week, between weeks nine and ten, that's the trading deadline also. So this is all this perfect storm of circumstances and timing yeah. is going to force their hand. And I believe Kyle Allen will be coming off his worst performance as the Panthers starter. What do you do? They have, uh, they've already been laying this foundation. Don't forget that uh, even in before the London game on Sunday, it was already reported that, you know, they're going to stick with Kyle Allen. There's a good chance that they're not going to rush Cam back, but Kyle Allen are going to stay. So they're already laying the foundation for this. They can't remove him with the way the team is playing now, but it only may take one trip to San Francisco and watch this kid get crushed uh, or struggle, and then the cameras are going to be on the sideline in Cam Newton's face with the headset on going, and when? And then that's really, that's when the crap is going to hit the fan because what do you do as a, as a franchise? Do you, because this kid has to work through the struggles too. If he is really right. your future, Part of the process, you've got to yeah. let him grow. Like you've got to let you him let Daniel Jones it. grow, exactly. you know, it's the same thing. What are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do with Cam Newton on the sidelines? I can't wait to we see because it's going to be something very, very interesting, Joe. Total crap, I mean, Joe. Joe if, he's, if Cam is legitimately, even for this one game, if he's the backup quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think he's wearing to the stadium? Oh, I You think he tones it down if he doesn't have to do a press conference? I don't I, I really don't I, know, I, Joe. I don't know. I, I this don't is know. I'm telling you, this is going to, in two weeks, this is going to be our headline topic, Jeff. It's going to be tough. I, it's going to be tough. I don't think it's a tough decision that after the bye week, he starts against San Francisco, but I think the kid is going to meet his biggest test yet in San Francisco. And then really, uh, and I do think it's got to come from ownership. I don't think it's going to come from the coach. The ownership has got to make the decision, the direction of the team. Order. That's a new they owner, have, Joe. Exactly. He, he's got – it's got to come from up there and go, this is our future, you know, keep Cam on the side. and Or it's going to come the other way and say, we're paying him this money, put his ass in the game. I don't think it's going to come from Ron Rivera. I think it's going to come from ownership. And it, you know yeah, what? I, it should. It should yeah, come from ownership. You're right. I agree with you. What I'm saying, though, is Cam Newton will not accept being no. the QB2 of the Carolina Panthers. If no. that's the decision, they may have to get him out of the building, Yeah, yeah. you know, because it, it could be too crazy. I think he'll accept being whatever as life goes on in his career, you mm-hmm. know, but not for the Carolina Panthers in this season. And you're telling me, I don't know, Washington, hey, Cam Newton for Trent Williams, um, you know, right. Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a lot of teams out there, Joe. We've talked about this proliferation of backup quarterbacks. You're telling me Washington, Miami, uh, the Bears, if Trubisky, I mean, like Tennessee, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of places. It could be very – I'm just telling – I just wanted to bring it up because in two weeks this is going to be a huge topic in the NFL, Joe. It's going to be a huge topic even in the bye week as the minute Cam gets back on that practice field, the reporters and everyone else are going to be right in his face. And it's going to be hilarious to see how this all works out because you're right. The outfits, everything else. What is Cam's like? Because to this point, he's been quiet. Like he's yes. been, he has heard, heard nothing, Not a you know, and I don't know that he is the kind of guy. I don't know that he'll make. 
I think he'll just make a decision and he'll talk. And I would rather not be a distraction with the team. So I I, do think if they go with Kyle Allen, I think watch what happens during practice. That foot's going to flare up again. (laughs) And all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to need a little extra time here, guys. Uh, I think that's you better better chance of that saving saving face than actually saying it's time to move on. If this was Belichick, Belichick would have cut him already. Time to go on. Time to go. But can you see? Is he the future? Is the question. No, and I think they've already crossed that horizon. I think they agreed. Christian McCaffrey be the quarterback. (laughs) Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, taking a look here at uh, tonight's baseball lines, and I can tell you there definitely seems to be some uh, some movement here as the Houston Astros 408 first pitch here, guys, in the Bronx. The Houston Astros, Garrett Cole on a mound. I'm showing uh, somewhere around minus 155. Is that about right, Dan? What are you showing at uh, at FanDuel there for the uh, money well, line on Garrett Cole? FanDuel has a glorious outage right now this morning as they're oh. doing system maintenance. But oh. uh, somewhere else, I see Houston at minus 160. Okay, so between 155, 160, yeah. that's about what we're getting across the board. Yankees between plus 145 and plus 150. Yep. Yankees run line uh, minus, uh, what do you see, 120, 125, uh, a run and a half if you want to spot them. Yes, and, uh, minus 125. Yeah, and plus 105 if you think the Astros yep. will win by more than a run. The total's interesting to me here, seven and a half. And to this point, outside of the Yankees uh, game one where they scored seven, hell, they went 11 innings and didn't score, you know, eight yeah. runs in this situation. And you're going up against a guy, Garrett Cole, who hasn't, is one what? 18 out of his last 24, 25 starts? Sure has. I would imagine. Uh, but the interesting thing is, is keep in mind that the Yankees already faced Garrett Cole this year. They actually tagged him for three runs. He only lasted six innings. He walked a couple of guys. He only struck out six. So the Yankees aren't, they're not unfamiliar with Garrett Cole, and they're certainly not going to be intimidated by him because they've already faced him. And... The results, probably the best of anybody here over the last couple of months. So the thing the Yankees lineup does really well is they're going to force him. They're not going to chase. They're going to force him to be perfect. Uh, Because if you and the one thing I think we've learned here over these playoffs is, especially with the Yankees and Astros, when you miss a pitch, uh, these guys are making you pay for it. And that's uh, and that's what the Yankees have been good at. And. For Severino, listen, have we seen it's been encouraging, but Dane, how much of a how much of a leash are you giving Severino in this game? Could we see him three innings and that's it? Like, do you let him go through the lineup twice? How are you going this with uh, with Severino tonight? 
you know, I'm going to say something that's probably different than conventional wisdom, but John Smoltz said it on the telecast also. I believe mm-hmm. Aaron Boone has too quick of a hook. I know the bullpen is the strength of the Yankees, but I am worried about games six or seven in this series where all of a sudden they've seen Zach Britton four mm-hmm. times in the last week and a half where they seem Adam out of or it's like, you know, this guy, you're in Alvarez's fifth at bat against Britain in the last week. I'm worried about that for later on in the series. That being said, I want Severino to go. They've stretched him out. I think he got to 80 pitches last time out. So I don't think this is like a one time through the lineup, a glorified opener, three innings. I want him going as much as he can. Okay. And I want to start, I want to try to preserve this bullpen a little bit so they don't become familiar. Remember what happened to Houston teeing off on the Rays bullpen in game five. I don't want that situation a week from now. So you ask me, how do I manage? it i let severino go and if he's going well keep it going in game one tanaka literally faced the minimum through six joe and aaron right. bone aaron boone pulled him okay and I'm, I'm worried about that kind of over managing getting nine pitchers in in a long series where they're going to start to see these guys over and over again um so i let severino go yeah, he pitched uh, in uh, June 20th through the 23rd. They had a uh, four-game set there at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I Stadium. was there for one of them. Three runs, seven innings, 6-3 uh, Astros win, by the way, over the yep. Yankees. Uh, and then, of course, he's had two career starts against New York. He is 1-0 and with a 4.15 ERA. And Severino, well, he's been around for, it's hard to believe, but he has been around uh, back in 2017. I believe he pitched game two and six. Uh, games two and six that were in Houston. So this time he's in Yankee Stadium. I don't think the moment's going to be way too big for Severino. But if he is on, you know, he's as unhittable as they come here. Yep. And, and uh, I don't know that we're going to get to eight runs here, Dane. As I'm looking at this, knowing what we've gotten from the bullpens and with Cole, I uh, and especially not, it doesn't sound like the weather is going to be that much of a factor. It's going to be beautiful mid 60s, no breeze. I don't know that you're going to light either of these guys up here. This has got, you know, 3-2 written all over it once again. It does, but something inside me tells me when everyone thinks Cole is dominant and everyone thinks there's going to be no runs scored, that Mm. there could be a little mini explosion, whether against the bullpen or, you know, like you said, Cole gave up three in a last start against the Yankees. You know, so I I, I just wonder, because one of the things the Yankees do very well is take pitches. I wonder if the whole strategy will be let's try and get Cole out of here in six and let's keep take, take, take to get him to a 110-115. I'm actually intrigued, Joe, by the plus 125 I'm seeing right now on over Mm. three for the Yankees team total. Um, Like, could they? I mean, this is still the short porch. This is still a home run hitting team. All it takes is one, you know, and I'm plus numbers to get the Yankees over three. When are you going to see that? I know it's Garrett Cole, but you say it all the time. The best pitchers lose some games. The worst teams win 50 games. You know, I... I I um I think the Yankees could bring the bats today. The uh the good part is listen, uh, if they can get to the bullpen and they force him to throw a lot more pitches, whether they score runs or not, if they can get him to throw more, you know, if he's at the 100 pitch mark, 105 pitch mark, knowing this Five is a long inning. series, that works for them too, AJ Hint. They're going to there's no way they're going to leave him out there for 120 pitches. They're not right. so the Yankees and you know this 
you know, the thing they do well is they're going to force you to throw strikes. They're going to force you to throw it over. If you try to get cute, if he's off just a little bit, they're going to walk. They'll have no problem battling him and trying to get him. If he has his way, if he's making eight-pitch innings, yeah, it's going to be a long day for the Yankees. But I think they're going to do their best to try to get to that bullpen in the sixth or seventh inning for the Astros. And, yeah, you're right, Dane. It could be. Just between the sixth inning and the ninth inning, there could be right. three runs scored. Yeah, I mean, Yankees have can put up mm-hmm. crooked numbers very easily. Maybe they yep. don't do it against Cole, but maybe they do it against a reliever in the eighth. You know, and I think that's viable, especially this change of ballpark. And also, Joe, I, I don't know. We've both played baseball. This is a weird start time, okay? Yes. The shadows, you know, that sort of stuff. Do you think that might come into play at all tonight? Today. Well, it's interesting. What are the uh, the shadows? Do do we know? Have we uh, at four o'clock, four thirty? Uh, when does it get move dark right there? Across that time, and there will be you know two innings or so where that line of the shadows is literally in between the mound and the plate, where the ball yep. will go into or out of the shadows mid pitch. Yeah, I think that's and and you know that hitters hate that. So yes, I don't know. Does. Is that something for the first five under? Uh, you, yeah, you bring up an interesting point, which is standing at at four four right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm shocked. It's at four to tell you the, the, the truth here. I am shocked instead of three and a half there. And what is the Yankees? And this is, uh, this is an interesting bet too, to take a look at here, guys. What is the Yankees first five on the run line? I'm going to assume they're getting a half a run on the run line. Yeah. On the first five. Yeah. But if you give them half a run, then they're minus one ten. So if it's one one or zero zero going into the fifth, going into the sixth inning, guys, you win. Um, at pretty much, you know, Even and with a ten cent juice there, the normal thing. Yeah. That's not. When the hell would you ever be able to do that? Spot the Yankees a first five run for minus one ten. Where right. listen, one one is absolutely possible in this here. Um, zip, zip. I yeah, or zero zero, you win at minus one ten. Uh, unless I'm missing something where uh, are we expecting several? I mean, he looked decent against Minnesota. Did he not? Am I missing something here? No, no, you're fine. Right. What this is, is just everyone thinks Garrett Cole is some mythical creature. Well, then why is it at four? Like, I'm I'm lost. Like, why isn't it three and a half? Like, listen, you had Flaherty and Strasburg and the damn thing was down to three. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, maybe I don't they know just what respect the... these offenses in this ballpark a yeah. little bit more. I think that's what I, it is. And that could very well be as well. That could definitely be it. I, I do think, I think the under four is very interesting for the first five. And I think the run line for the Yankees in the first five also, assuming that zero zero one one kind of thing heading into the sixth. I like my, uh, I like the chances of that. As far as the night game goes, I, I don't know. Is there anything other than to play the either total or the nationals? I, I There's no way I can back the cards here. I, I just don't. I think they're done. I, I think they're talking to themselves. They're the at bats. You know this, Dane. It's not like they're going to flip a switch and all of a sudden start swinging the bat better. It's just not going to happen. And I expect Corbin to go in there and uh, at home and have his way here at this point. It, it's going to be tough. I, I don't know how you can. I don't know. There's no other way to bet this. I don't think then it's either nationals, uh, a, a, a total or or that's it. I don't see any combination of the cards in here, even at a decent price. I mean, they're at what, 150 plus 150, but 
Yeah, you I like mean, the over I, I in this? I'm taking it a step further. I'm going to lay a run and a half because I think not only will Washington win, but they're going to win by more than one. And then I can get that at a plus number, plus 135. So I'm going to try. Yes, I'm with you, Joe. This is a coronation of the National League champs tonight, okay, for yeah. probably about six innings or so. All right. Um, and I'm going to take it a step further and try and get it at a plus number. I'm going to take Washington minus the on the run line, lay in the run and a half, and I'm going to get it at plus 135. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think this is going to be a nip and tuck one. I think if Washington gets out, it will take the soul away from the Cardinals, and it'll be celebration time in Washington. I'm going to take one. Uh, I'm going to take it a little further. I can get three to one right now. I'm taking yeah. the Yankees on the run line and the Nationals on the run line in a two-teamer, uh, two-teamer yep. rather, at three to one. Um, yeah, give me the Yankees to win this game here at plus 150 and give me the Nationals at minus 155. And when you put all of that together, three to one says that that's, uh, that is exactly what's going to happen here tonight because I do think the Yankees at home with that crowd, uh, when can you get them at home in this situation for a plus a buck 50, Dan? We've talked about underdogs and having value, right? We talked about this before this series. This is the time to get the Yankees at the best value right now going up again. They're not going to be like this if they were going up against Wade Miley. They would they would never be. It would be a minus number. So, yes, it's cold, but it is Yankee Stadium, and it is a team that has already showed in the past. So what? It's Garrett Cole. They don't care. They didn't care about Verlander. They ain't going to care about Garrett Cole either. Yeah, I think the way I'll do it, if I'm looking to kind of have a force multiplier here, I'm sticking with Washington minus the run and a half. The one I'll throw in is the over three and a half team total for the Yanks because that's already plus 125. Okay, so if I can Mm. get a parlay, a plus 125 and a plus 135, that's even better than your three to one, Joe. I just got to get the Yanks to deliver on Gary Cole, and I think one opposite field home run from Edwin Encarnacion can get the job done. I'm going to say the under, too, is uh, is good, man. I, I just don't see either of these teams lighten this up. I mean, listen, Garrett Cole, a bad night for Garrett Cole, be gives up three runs. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So 4-3, yep. uh, that kind of situation there. And I do think the runs will happen after the fifth inning. I do think once we can get some bullpens involved, I, I think that's where we've got to look at it. Because it's certainly not like the Astros have been hitting the cover off the ball here, guys. We saw them against Tampa go through stretches where, um, you know, the, the bats went silent and then they got a couple of timely hits. I, I do think the Yankees will pull this one out. And to your, to your point, game three, pretty valuable, right? In the, in yep. the scope of things, the team who wins, we got it 71%. To win 71% of the time. Yep. yep. All right, give me the Yankees. Give me the Nats. Team total over three for the Yanks. Yeah, I'll take it. Plus 125. Book it. Let's Book go. It. Make it rain, people. Enjoy the game. Steal that corporate time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
what you missed on Make It Rain. I wasn't worried about the Washington Nationals getting to Flaherty as much as I was concerned with can the Cardinals score enough runs to do their part. But as it turns out, you know, the kid's 23 years old, guys. He wasn't going to he wasn't going to be an invincible forever. The guy was the reason that they made it to where they are. But unfortunately, last night, it was, you know, 23 on that stage at that moment. He's going to be really good in the future because of the way and what happened to him last night. I don't blame Flaherty at all. It's just you got to learn in that situation sometimes, Dane. Yeah, and listen, anybody who's blaming Flaherty is completely misplaced because the damn same. Remember, Joe, uh, about a month from now, when there were like a month ago, when there were like six teams within three mm-hmm. games of the playoffs, and we were all like, "Yo, the Cardinals are the hot team." Well, yep. Flaherty was like the best pitcher in the National League for the second half of the season. Okay, so if you're going to talk about Flaherty being an issue or a reason, then you got bigger fish to fry because you weren't going to be there if it wasn't right. for Jack Flaherty. No, it, it wasn't. And listen, the kid, <laughs> again, 23 years old. Right. I don't care. He could have thrown a one hitter. If you don't score any runs and the numbers, guys, are ridiculous. The left-handed hitters for the uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals are 0 for 37. That's a problem when your leadoff hitter is a switch hitter and Dexter Fowler. And then you've got Colton Wong, your number two hitter, is a left-handed pitcher. And you're facing righties, three of them, in Strasburg, Sanchez, and and uh, Scherzer. And you don't have any hits. Your top two guys can't get on base. No wonder they've almost been no hit twice. The top of the order can't get on base. All they do is strike out. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what we are seeing. But I, again, I'm not putting it on the pitching. Yeah, he got hit up a little bit for no. fourth for runs. No. You know, I mean, they got a hit. Listen, you've got two runs in three games. There's literally been no-nos through seven for two of the three games. If you can't mm-hmm. score, you ain't going to win, period. Yeah, no, it, and that's exactly it. And they're not going to hit again tonight because they're not going to be able to turn this on and off. And they're going up against Patrick Corbin, Corbin. a lefty at home. And again, you, you haven't hit righties. I, the righties in the lineup have been the best. They've only got 11, I think, for 102. They got like a 130 batting average. I don't care who you throw out there. And I don't think, you know, unfortunately, it puts this kid, Dakota Hudson, another rookie, in a yeah. tough spot because you're asking him to save your season. 